Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Daryl Discusses. I'm your host, Daryl. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Daryl Discusses. This is episode number 32. Today is September 12th. And, well, there, there's a lot to talk about. You know, the main and most important thing is most likely the fall of Afghanistan. After 20 years of U.S. intervention and U.S. attempts and constant war and billions of dollars spent, we have gotten nowhere. Uh, we left. You know, we entered Afghanistan with the Taliban in power, and we are leaving Afghanistan with the Taliban in power. Quite frankly, you know, there's a a sort of pain that uh, gets brought up when you think about this sort of stuff. The countless Americans who were killed, the countless people who were injured, the countless people who were inadvertently affected because of this ongoing war. And it's uh, it's a complete disgrace to see Biden just pull out like that. You know, I, I figured it would be common sense if... Okay, here. How do you expect a country with basically nothing whose entire military operations depended entirely on U.S. Uh, air support and whatnot. Their entire military outline depended on the U.S. How do you just pull out not only just – firstly, how do you pull out the military first? You know, The military should be the very last thing to go, of course, but apparently that's uh, not common sense to Biden. Of course, there are countless issues here to talk about, but the main thing, of course, would be Afghanistan, so I'm going to take some time to talk about that. I personally don't know many uh, – what's the word? Many veterans or many folks who – I don't know, many Afghanis, period, but I don't know many people who were affected. I do know a nice chap who – I mean I can't name him for obvious reasons, but this man – led a fascinating he leads he's still alive <laughs> he leads a fascinating life and uh a couple of years ago in 2013 or 2012 or i don't even know what year he and a couple of other soldiers built in the middle of the night built an airbase a temporary airbase from which a very famous plane uh, excuse me very famous helicopters took off and this was the base where the planes that, excuse me, the helicopters that took off killed Osama bin Laden. Uh, this was in, I don't even know. Oh, wait, excuse me one second. I'm having some difficulties with my microphone. Testing, 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 testing. I hope that's better. Uh, but as I was saying, this is a country that really has very little. Oh, it's still, still peaking for some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, uh, where was I? country that has very little resources outside of U.S. intervention, and this man led, you know, him and some other people, they built this base from which these very famous, immensely famous helicopters took off and killed bin Laden and then retrieved his body and all that. And uh, I asked my father to, you know, tell him what he thought, because funny enough, this man, uh, he voted for Biden. He didn't like Trump. He thought he was an asshole and blah, 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 blah. And thus he voted for Biden. And I 
I, I wanted to hear, you know, hey, you regarding that vote yet, buddy? And so we called and, you know, see how he's doing and whatnot. And this poor man was telling me stories about how people who he personally met in Afghanistan, uh, translators and I don't, I don't know, all people who just helped out in the base, I suppose, were calling him, per, him who was who has been retired for seven, eight, probably longer than that. He's been retired for a, a, quite a while. And they're personally coming to him and asking for assistance, which is heartbreaking to think about. I mean, of course, the Taliban has taken over, so now women have lost almost all rights. The no, Okay, I'm not a big fan of CNN by any means necessary, but the lady who was reporting in Afghanistan when this was happening has some balls of steel, and she deserves all sorts of awards. The fact that she was able... Okay, she said some very stupid things, like... <laughs> it was hilarious. She goes, oh, these are uh, mostly peaceful, uh, whatever the hell, mainly peaceful, or whatever she said. Meanwhile, in the back, they were chanting, and they were chanting, death to America, death to America. Uh, but this lady and all these other reporters, you know, they have some courage, some immense courage to sit there in the middle of Afghanistan, while the country is literally collapsing around them, and to sit there and honestly for once provide some good, decent, hard-hitting journalism about what's actually happening down there. And it's uh, it's heartbreaking to see. Uh, footage uh, has come out, of course, of the airport. We've all seen that. These giant U.S. military cargo planes and able-bodied men and women and all sorts of people are holding on to the landing gear, you know, the, the, the tires and the support system for the tires and whatnot, trying to desperately cling on to their life. And they've already found a couple uh, dead bodies, of course, mangled up within the landing gear as it retracted. We also saw that horrible footage of a man literally falling from the sky. I mean, these are things that the, the Biden administration has to answer for, and yet they're not. And we've completely forgotten about it. It's September 12th, September 13th now, excuse me. And we're not talking about this. You know, these are immensely important things and nothing. You know, nobody seems to really care. Uh, same thing goes for the, the, the revolution. Uh, the revolution, I say that in quotes, that, that's been happening in Cuba and other places. These anti-communism, anti-lockdown, anti-authoritarian movements that are happening throughout the world. I mean, I speak of Cuba because I live in South Florida. I myself am a Cuban. And because I live in South Florida, I am constantly surrounded by Cubans, people who fled the island because of communism, people who are uh, persecuted, people who have all sorts of fascinating tales to tell. And they, you know, they being the media, the media talked about the, the uprising for two, three days, and then it was gone. And we haven't talked about these people in almost a month, most of whom are probably in prison now, and most of whom are probably dead. I mean, it, it's horrible to think about, but that's that's what happens with these things. But nobody's talking about it. You know, the U.S. could have very easily used that, being like, oh, this is a good time to free Cuba or whatever, and go and invade or do something. But, of course, that couldn't happen. Uh, next, let's talk about the California recall election, as we all know, uh, Mayor Gavin Newsom of California has been a, I mean, he's been pretty lackluster. There's nothing relatively interesting about him, but people are rather upset because he himself broke the his own self-imposed COVID lockdown and all this hypocrisy from the left that we've constantly seen with Nancy Pelosi and all these other fucks. 
And now uh, a person who who I I like quite a bit even before the the election, long before the election. Uh, he's an African American man named Larry Elder, and I I say African American simply to point out the fact I personally couldn't care less about his race, but the left does, and the left have somehow spun that he is a white supremacist in disguise simply because he is a colored man who says, hey, critical race theory is absolute garbage. Hey, this country is not, you know, a racist country. This country is not a horrible, terrible place to live, and we shouldn't be teaching our children that. And I completely agree with him. Sadly, I don't live in California, and thus I can't vote for him. But believe me, if I could, I happily would. So if anyone from California is listening, you have one day left to vote. Go out there, vote for Gavin Newsom. Ex- fuck that. No, go vote for Larry Elder. Excuse me. Recall, recall Gavin Newsom. There we go. What else should we talk about? Uh, I have here Fauci lying to Congress, but that, again, the media completely ignored. Uh, a while back ago, I believe, uh, a month or two ago, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, leader of the infectious disease, a whole bunch of things, very important man for the left, was questioned by Congress on uh, some certain issues, one of whom being whether the coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, ha- was developed in a lab in Wuhan, and he adamantly said, no, 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 we have no evidence of that, no, that, no, 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 never that, never that. Lo and behold, some recent documentation has come out to show that Anthony Fauci is a lying piece of garbage. From the very beginning, I said this thing was made in a lab, and I was called all sorts of things I was called. Fucking racist because I called it the Chinese virus and all that, even though the president called it that. And lo and behold, I was right. Lo and behold, it was made in a lab. Lo and behold, it was probably released on purpose. And Anthony Fauci is a fucking disgrace. Next, abortion. Abortion is a very controversial issue. I myself am of the opinion that I lack a uterus, so this issue doesn't affect me personally. But on a moral level, I disagree fundamentally with abortion simply because, you know, abortion is, you know, killing what could be a baby. But recently, uh, Texas, you know, uh, I've written here, uh, abortion has been uh, outlawed past six weeks in Texas. And uh, now people can report and call the police on other people whom they suspect of of having an illegal abortion. The issue with the illegalization of abortion is that it increases the chances of illegal abortions happening. These horrible illegal, uh, you know, coat hanger operations and all these backwater, you know, things, which are commonly associated with you know hillbillies and all these things. But quite frankly, hillbillies don't really. Uh, oh, pardon. Testing, testing, testing. There we go. I lowered my microphone way too much, and now you couldn't really hear it. Uh, but yeah, hillbillies, uh, it's associated with them for some reason, even though they rarely get abortions. But the the issue with the Texas now, uh, the Texas law that's now in effect is we don't know, you know, is six weeks enough? Six weeks is two months, right? But, you know, give or take. So let's say a woman forgets, you know, excuse me, not forgets. Let's say a woman misses one period, okay, and then... You know, oh, she could be pregnant, I guess. But, you know, this whole 
the whole abortion thing is simply keep your fucking legs closed. But liberals always mention, oh, rape, rape, rape and incest, rape and incest because it's such a prominent issue. Even though it's not. Like there's a zero statistics that I've been able to find that show that rape and abortions are leading uh, in abortion cases, uh, which they're not. Rape and incest really aren't that high at all. Of, of course, not, that's not to negate these things. Rapes do happen. Incest, sadly, is somewhat common. And unwanted pregnancies do happen because of that. But my issue is, okay, you're a woman who gets raped. Why don't you, you know, like immediately go to a hospital and be like, oh, hey, I was just raped. The guy did this X, Y, Z. Help. You know, there has to be some sort of way to morning after pill or something like that to stop the unwanted pregnancy. But of course, there are hundreds of millions of different scenarios and hundreds of millions of people's perspectives who get into this. Morally, I'm against abortion because of the simple fact that it's taking a life. You know, it's very interesting. But the main thing with abortion is... Oh, sorry, I just got a message. Alrighty, back to it. Abortion is an extremely controversial issue. And, you know, Republicans are always saying, oh, let's get one more vote. You know, if we can put one more conservative justice on the Supreme Court, we can uh, make it illegal world, uh, countrywide. But I don't think that, you know, uh, I think Roe v. Wade has been precedent for so long that you can't really do much about it. I personally am against abortion, but I can see why somebody would want to do it for however many social and blah, 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 all these issues. I personally am against it. I support Texas in doing this. I support other states in enacting uh, similar laws in the future. Next, I got vaccinated. <laughs> I got the first dose of the uh, COVID vaccine. I got the... I got the Pfizer on the 6th, and, you know, that was quite nice. It was nothing really. I, I, I am pro-vaccine. I am against vaccine mandates. I think one should have the right to say, you know, I want to get vaccinated. Let's go get vaccinated. Or I don't want to get vaccinated. Let's not get vaccinated. For whatever moral reasons, you know, some people don't want to do it. Some people just don't like it. Some people don't trust the new vaccines. I personally don't really trust it very much. But I live with an old, you know, my grandmother and elderly lady, and I live with my parents, and you know, so just in case, I got it. Uh, my girlfriend, who is uh, a co-host on this occasionally, she will be next episode today. She's off at work. She is very against this new vaccine simply because it's untested, unproven, you know, brand new. So you know, we still have to wait for the facts to really come in through here. But for now, I'm willing to be. A guinea pig, I suppose. <laughs> uh, next on the news, we have Miami was voted one of the best places to live. And uh, I don't really agree with that. I lived in Miami for 12 years now, and it's a decent place. It's immensely expensive to live in now. Rents is going through the bloody roof. I mean, I believe the last time I checked, a studio apartment, you know, a, a decently sized in a decent area, you know, it's not like... The, the luxury living, you know, one of those high-rises in Miami or anything. This is a, a simple modest area, a simple modest apartment. It's about two grand. No walls, you know, just a studio, you know, two grand. 
I think that's a bit extreme, you know, and it was also voted uh, one of the most expensive cities to live in a couple years ago, so that's fucking lovely that I live here. <laughs> and, you know, that's all that I've written down. And so now it's just me talking freely. There's not really much to talk about recently. There's, you know, the whole 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is, you know, immensely sad. I was recently listening to a a video dedicated to the the phone calls and things made by the by some of the victims and it's some of them are really horrifying it's just you know it's basic things you know I'll tell you know tell uh, tell your tell the kids I love them you know tuck them into bed I'll be there soon you know and it's so horrible to listen and it's heartbreaking and it, whenever I listen to stuff like that it fills me with such rage you know these horrible extremists you know killed 3000 people for no reason you know for literally no reason they took down the two tallest uh, buildings in this country with countless people just leading their lives you know my aunt was famously in new york when this happened but she lived there and stuff and she remembered you know like oh it's just you know another day and then all of a sudden boom the whole world bloody changed and I wasn't alive during it, but every single person who was alive can remember where they were on 9-11. It became the next Pearl Harbor, you know. It it was the incentive for the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, and all these things. And it's it's horrible, you know. And we can't forget what happened that day, and we have to use that as momentum to push forth in this everlasting war on terror. My camera is about to die, and so I will leave you all here. Thank you all very much for listening, and goodbye. Thank you all very much for joining me in today's episode of Burial Discusses. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good rest of your day, and thank you for joining me once again. Goodbye. <laughs>